Shalom Aleichem, good Shabbos, my Yidin, for everyone, happy Friday, I hope you enjoy your weekend. Let's get right into this, we're going to get some more internet wisdom going. The internet, the algorithm doesn't have to be toxic, people, let's go. The person you are right now is the person you would have felt safe with as a kid. Let that sink in. When the student is ready... The teacher will appear. When the student is truly ready, the teacher will disappear. By Lao Tzu. And that is just so accurate. I love how they put two different meanings to readiness. It's so true. When we're super pumped up and ready to learn something, someone comes into our life and not even... I meant to tell you this. The teacher in this uh, quote is a metaphor. Teachers aren't people. Teachers are more often life and things. And so when you are ready for something, something in your life will appear to teach you about it. And uh, that is simply um, the concept of where our mind goes, our energy flows. And uh, I forget if there's a word term for this, but I always talk about what you think about, you focus on, you see opportunity because of that. It's active manifestation. Sorry, that's the term. So think about that. When you hear, when the student is ready, the teacher will appear. Things in life pop up when you're ready for them. When the student is truly ready, the teacher will disappear. That means nothing will hold your hand anymore and you'll be on your own. On your own because you're ready. Here's a simple saying. Be brave enough to let go. Just let go. And when you hear that, everyone's going to think of something different. But I want you to be brave enough to let it go. Whatever it is for you, let it go, starting today. For me personally, I'm in the process of letting go, thinking I need certain things to be at peace and happy. Everything I need is inside myself, and so I'm still in the process of letting go these dreams and goals. I'm aware of this meat suit and consciousness that's been programmed to want to retire early and to want to go see the world on a whim whenever I want, but I realize I can still accept regardless and be at peace regardless we attract what we feel not what we want remember that you can say this you can say that but how do you feel that's what you're going to attract things on the same wavelength are going to hit you when you feel a certain way and this actually reminds me of the book by dr helmstetter what to say when we talk to ourselves he says our outcomes are shaped by our behaviors that makes sense right simple If I behave a certain way, if I throw a cup, the outcome is it breaks. Your behavior is shaped by your feeling. So if I have a feeling of I'm going to throw this cup, I then behave in that way. I throw the cup because I feel like I'm going to or I want to. If I have my attitudes shape the feelings. So if my attitude is one that when I'm upset, I throw a cup. Well, the attitude made me feel a certain way. So my attitude towards the situation made me feel upset, which made me throw something. And we keep going back. Your attitude is shaped by your beliefs. And so if I believe that a certain scenario can give me a certain attitude, then it trickles down. So your beliefs are simply shaped by the information coming in. Your info, it's not just what you read and what you hear. Information is six sensory information. Yes, I said six sensory because our th- our self-talk is a sense. That will, s- will simply shape 
everything else down to the outcomes in your life. And so I'll say it again. We attract what we feel, not what we want. We can say, I want, what's a good example? We can say, I want flowers right now. If you do not feel that and you're just saying it because you've been taught to want flowers deep down, you you don't want them. Uh, you might, okay, okay, if we're running with that analogy, you, you might not want flowers, but you might want the image of being independent or taking care of yourself. So if flowers are to show that you can keep, uh, take care of a garden. Maybe you want flowers because it makes you feel like you can take care of yourself and look put together and professional. And so really that's what you want, but you don't want the flowers. So that's what you'll attract. You will attract your feelings. Well, what's your feelings one? Here's an amazing story, and it starts, it's titled Theories About the Universe. Get ready, people. My dog wants a bite of my peanut butter chocolate chip bagel. I know she can't have this because chocolate makes dogs very sick. Blue doesn't understand this. She pouts and wraps herself around my leg like a scarf, trying to convince me to give her just a tiny bit. When I don't give in, she eventually lays in the corner under the piano, drooping and sad. She doesn't understand. I hope the universe has my best interest in heart, like I do for my dog. When I want something with my whole being and the universe withholds it from me, I hope the universe thinks to itself, silly girl, she thinks this is what she wants, but she doesn't understand how it will hurt. Whew, that is an incredible story. Anytime, people, you feel with everything inside you that you want something and you're not getting it, for all we know, for this is philosophy, so for all we know, something, I'm not going to say a god, the form of god, something in a different dimension beyond our awareness and comprehension, knows something you don't. And there's a reason, potentially, that it did not happen for you. Call that a coping mechanism, or hope, or optimism. Call it what you want. If it helps you, cool, good. There you go. Moving on. Bob Proctor. Famous Bob Proctor. This guy, up until his last day, was still preaching awesome chokhmah. He says, results are the name of the game. And now, even though I just cavelled about this guy, I actually kind of disagree with what he says here. Sure, results are the name of the game. He says, you know someone by their results in life. I think this is like a tiny bit cap because handouts and bias are a thing. And he goes on to say, if results are not where you want them, you have nobody to blame but yourself. And again, a little bit cap, because I understand his point, but definitely there's a half truth. People are allowed to say, if I grew up in this situation, I would have had X. You know, like if we all grew up like as a Kardashian, we'd have an extra pair of shoes. We'd have a, a platform. However, on the contrary, I do understand Bob is saying that people need to take more ownership. He's saying that someone... The results demonstrate habits, such as, you know, people who are in shape. Their habits show that they're in shape. Because even if someone's genetically gifted, if you're not going to the gym ever, you're not going to look like you're in shape. Or be in shape, not even look, but just be in shape, like running far distances and stuff. People who have invested a lot typically save their money, even if it's given. So, like, and again, it's like, sure, genetically, and I'm going to say genetically, but just let's say someone's raised where they're given a ton of money every month from a trust. And they literally don't have to work because this trust just pays them. They could easily squander that and be broke. So the fact that they're not broke 
They're not squandering their money, technically. See what I mean? Like, that's what I'm saying. Results do tell a story, but there is a lot of context. So that's the one thing I disagree with about Rob Proctor here. But however, if Bob started spitting what I just said, everyone would leave the room because it's boring. They don't like context. People like romantic shit. <laughs> oh, this one I needed to hear. Do not stay in a place where you are not valued. Simple as that. And there's a whole story to go with this. Someone, you know, dad gives his daughter a car. She takes it to the pawn shop, takes it to the used car salesman, takes it to a collector. And she's like, whoa, dad, the used car place and the salesman said, you know, they'd give me a couple thousand. That car collector said he'd give me 200K. And the father, you know, he says like, this is a lesson that know your worth and that you are valued given the right place, right environment. Right away, I think of my past job, PFPC, you know what I mean? I wasn't valued as much, so I left. And now I'm in a place that I'm so valued and it makes me wish I did it earlier. Um, I think about Orthodox schools. I've got a very sp- unique, yeah, really unique situation regarding my Judaism. And uh, it's, it's all these details don't really matter. However, just know there's certain things I can't do in an Orthodox shul, but I can do it in a less religious place um, just because of my mother and how she converted. So instead of being all pouty and saying like, ah, I'm done with Judaism. No, I love what Judaism have to offer. I love the, the gratitude in, in my religion. So I'm not going to ditch Judaism just because one place with a one specific uh, group of people aren't going to let me do certain things because of tradition. I'm going to go to places that they don't care that other people are like me. And then we all can still do the same traditions. So there you go. And, and that, those are just my specific stories. You have your own specific situations too, where you are staying in places you're not valued or vice versa. I was actually in pride on Sunday. Like it doesn't, yeah, I was in pride in Toronto. Like talk about a ton of people that growing up were not valued, which is so sad. And, and then finally they get to be around so many people like them that value them more than anyone else. That's the epitome of this. Anyways, moving on. Do not make permanent decisions based on temporary emotions. This is so key, people. Emotions are temporary. They're like the clouds that roll by. And this is why I was listening in the Happiness Lab way back. Someone talking about, like, we are the sky. The sky has been there forever. It will never go away because it's the universe. The clouds are created and destroyed. Therefore, they truly aren't real. They're, they're, it's an illusion, actually. Things that are created and destroyed are illusions because we've just given it a, a label, a definition. And so we've propped it up. And it's being propped up by pillars of our imagination, really. And that's why when we stop imagining them, they truly won't, truly won't exist because they're made up. Yes, that we can touch and feel, but, but the fact that we touch it and feel and then call it something, it's not that thing. It never was that thing because we made it up. Uh, yeah. So anyways, going back a second is like temporary emotions are like the clouds that roll by. They're not real. You can observe them, but that's it. Do not identify with them and create this imaginary life that is shitty because of your emotions. You're the sky and the sky doesn't have any good or bad. So like always be in this balance of peace. That's peace to me actually is that unmanifested state. Go listen to the episode on unmanifestation from Eckhart Tolle. Brilliant. 
And right away, this, this quote, don't make permanent decisions based on temporary emotions. It makes me think of, you know, the conversion process. Like, as I mentioned a second ago, is I could technically be an Orthodox Jew, but it's a huge sacrifice. And based off a temporary emotion, emotion of being like, emotionally, I would like to be able to do this and do that. That's a, a permanent decision in my life for that temporary thing. Not worth it. Uh, I think about, I never actually talked about this on the podcast, so congratulations for hearing this. Uh, my suicidal thoughts and uh, behavior years ago uh, j- during school. Temporary emotions almost made permanent decisions. Anyways, let's move to IG. On IG, and sorry for that quick transition. I noticed I skipped over that deep thing, but whatever. I'm over it. There were some really great business tips that I want to share with you on IG. Number one, sell the transformation, not the product. Awesome. Customers buy with emotion. Then they justify with logic. So sales are listening. Marketing is empathy. Writing is your communication. And ignoring soft skills makes for a hard life. I love that. Too many people, they don't listen in a consult. And they're just talking, talking, talking. I had a past employer. Holy, he would just talk people's heads off during a consult to the point you know it didn't work you you have to listen to somebody people like being heard and you have to so you can collect data so you can loop looping in sales i've talked about this in the podcast is when you find a solution to their problem and if if you cannot because they come up with another problem you find a solution once again providing value however you can uh, I guess since we're on this topic. So for example, you might think like things that are almost impossible to find a solution for. Someone says like, yeah, it's all great. It's all great. It's just too expensive. Then you say, okay, what, what's the price you'd be willing to pay? Boom. They'll hit you. Now you put the ball in their court. They're going to say like something in incredibly low. So let's say like 25 bucks for a session. And you're like, okay, uh, I'll tell you what, actually you can do that. It's going to be half an hour. And uh, it's going to be consisting of just this and it's going to be once a month. And you're like, you can get that. You can spend that and get something and you've created a solution. And then at that point, if they're like, no, but I want more for that money. You say, okay, listen, actually, that's just not the market. Um, I can do the best I can. And uh, yeah, there's, that's not the market's price. Good luck. Like you're not, you wouldn't necessarily talk like that. I'm just saying. That is how it goes. Specificity sells. Don't say quickly. Say in less than 30 minutes. Don't say the word fast. Say in less than 24 hours. Be specific in the way you talk. People like that. Specificity sells. Again, I never thought about this stuff. And I don't do... I'm not a salesman. It's just a tiny part of my job. But I am fascinated by sales too. Because sales are it's kind of like uh, manipulation like you know how people think and it's, and I'm I love psychology I love how people think so sales is kind of like psychology it's cool to me people are always incentivized to share your ideas or product if it elevates their status isn't that interesting uh, you do this in three ways apparently gamification so you use points and people want to show off their points or that they're the best at something exclusivity limit time and quantity of your thing so they're exclusive to your thing 
and remarkability, make it interesting. They want to show off how remarkable it is that they're doing what you offer. Anyways, use the power of psychology in your marketing. That you can, and, and that's what he's saying is those three things, gamification, exclusivity, remarkability, you can market those. Anyways, body doubling, this is now completely separate, but I'll finish with this for all my ADHDers. I'm personally, I don't have ADHD. I've gotten tested for it. Uh, definitely there's a bit of a spectrum because sometimes I see posts and yeah, I call this confirmation bias, but I do, I see posts and I'm like, Ooh, that's me. Like, that's exactly me. Just like this, right? Right now, this thing called body doubling. It's when you just have someone else in the same room as you when you're doing work, simple as that. This helps folks with ADHD work better. So their mind doesn't wander as much, even though they're not talking with the person. And I was like, Holy, I love that. I actually, I didn't know there's a term for it, but I love, love just doing work with someone, not talking to them, just like with someone. I'll sit in the basement while my brother games. He's got his headphones on. I hear the clicking of the buttons and that's, and I just like doing work like that. Anyways, folks, thanks for listening. Take care. Have a great, great rest of your weekend. Ooh, this is so nice. I love sharing this stuff, especially for my 10 generations down the road who are watching Zev the Hologram. Okay, folks, I wish you the best. I love you all. Bye.